Welcome back to another episode of Money Talks. This is Hugh Meyer. Hope you're doing well. Remember, we are connecting thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and business executives to you, the small business owner. Excited today to have my guest, Alexa Diagostino. Alexa is the CEO of Marketing by Modification. She's had numerous successful business exits. She's a tremendous resource on social media. Today, we're going to talk about her background, how she has built and sold businesses, her success on Clubhouse, and how she can help you with your social media presence. We hope you enjoy this episode. Alexa, welcome to the Money Talks podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. And how about you? I'm doing great. Super excited to have you here. Um, Alexa and I connected through Clubhouse, which hopefully you know by now is a very successful booming audio app on Apple that has taken the world by storm. Um, some of us uh, admittedly spend maybe too much time on it, but we're going to get into get into the intricacies and, and how to really be efficient there. So let's jump right in. Alexa, maybe just tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. Um, well, interestingly enough, by the way, I had somebody that told me they didn't know what Clubhouse was before, um, like two <laughs> days ago. And I literally was like, what? Uh, but anyway, um, Alexa from New York. Uh, have been in business for over 15 years. Um, my family came from Cuba. So um, when they came to America, they had absolutely nothing but the shirts on their back. And uh, so they had no choice. They had to be entrepreneurs. So I grew up in a household full of full of entrepreneurship and watching both my parents, my grandparents, everybody was entrepreneurs. Um, and so I got the bug really young. I mean, at eight years old, I was literally buying like big canisters of uh of ice cream for like two bucks and then splitting that up into like 10 different thing mugs and selling them for two bucks each and then making, you know, profit on it. Um, and by age 12, I was going to the, the book fairs and uh, buying out all the popular books and then reselling them for higher price to all the kids. I used to get in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> you know, so I always had the entrepreneur spirit in me. So naturally uh, at 18, I decided to start a web design business taught myself how to do it my, myself. Um, wow. I had just entered college um, and I was a computer science major and I just went for it and I posted that on Craigslist. At the time, this was before it was creepy. And um, just, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically just said, hey, I'll do your website for 200 bucks, um, built my website. Uh, and next thing I know, that one client turned into three, turned into nine, turned into 100. And next thing I know, I had a seven-figure business by 21, wow. by 24, an eight-figure business. Um, but, you know, as my company grew, I, I just, I started getting bigger and bigger clients and I just didn't love it. You know, in the beginning, when I started my company, I worked on some really cool projects, um, ended up becoming partners with like the CEO of Morgan Stanley, wow. CEO of uh, one of the biggest Wi-Fi companies in the world. So they're Google's number one Wi-Fi partner. I helped them build their brand. And then we actually ended up building another application that we sold to Candace Fitzgerald. Um, worked on some really cool projects. Two companies are worth uh, nine figures. One, 350 million, just went public two years ago. Another 150 million sold out to Macy's. And when I wow. when I tell you we built the brand on a napkin in a diner, like super, super cool projects. Um, but as my company grew, I got bigger accounts like Skype, American Express, Mercedes. And I just, I wasn't passionate about it. So I actually had an opportunity to sell. So in 2014, um, one of the largest uh, private advertising agencies basically handed me a blank check and said, what do you want? We want your company because they didn't have a digital arm. Um, and I said, wow, this is an opportunity for me to pivot. So pivoted, went to go get my PhD and to teach. So now I'm a professor and I coach and I love it every day. 
Amazing. How, just to back up a uh, second, how did you, what, what was the, how, what did you do? How did you connect? I mean, you, you, you talk about these large relationships you're able to build and connect with. How did you, how were you able to do that? A lot of networking, right? So what I noticed is when I first started, I have a big, strong belief that when you're building a business, the beginning is literally just hustle. It's hustle. It's under-promising, over-deliver. Um, if I told them it was going to be X, like I would make sure it was X plus Y, right? So I always, and I still have that mentality today, to be honest with you. It's not just a startup mentality. You always have to have it. But um, I I hustle for my clients and I make sure that they're happy. If they're not, I will, like, it's never a, oh my God, you don't like it. It's like, all right, what don't you like? Let's fix it. Um, you know, I, I very much like to, put out the red carpet. And I'm really big on the customer journey and making sure from, you know, the beginning to the end that we have customers. And so I had a lot of referrals and, you know, one time that somebody on clubhouse said, you can't build a seven figure business off referrals. And I disagree because I did it. Um, I did no advertising. I, I did. That was back in the day when there was like black hat SEO. I'm not gonna lie. I might've done a little bit of that. Um, back in the day. Um, and so I definitely did get some clients through that, but for the most part, it was referral based. Um, you know, I was 30 under 30, 40 under 40 um, in New York, which is very hard to get in my area. Um, I was on the magazine of Westchester Magazine. Westchester is one of the top five most expensive uh, counties in, in the entire nation. Yep. Um, and so that I was also on the cover of Inc. Magazine uh, for Westchester as well. So um, a lot of that type of stuff got me into opening doors of, of people and a lot of the the VPs of major companies live in Westchester and New York. So it, it's all networking, really. It, it definitely is. And, and Clubhouse is a wonderful extension of that. Um, and uh, that was interesting how that 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 individual that had been, happened to be in the Clubhouse room with you came up with that or said that uh, what you, you, know, you couldn't do what you had already done. So that, that, that's, uh, that, that's a great anecdote. Talk to us a little bit about marketing um by modification um because it's i was on your website it's 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 excellent there's a lot going on there um talk to us a little bit about that yeah so you know when i sold my company i went to go get my phd to teach and become a professor and and entered into higher ed ended up getting kind of sucked into being the cmo of a local organization for a couple of years and uh, really getting into philanthropy um, and it wasn't until, um, my wife and I had my daughter that I kind of was like, I really miss consulting. Like higher ed was great. And I was consulting throughout the years, but I, I never had an official company. I did have, I, I take it back. I did have an official company that I was doing consulting out of, but I never had a website and actually made it official. Right. Um, and so, um, when my daughter was born, I, I kind of had that moment where I was like, I really just. I miss consulting and I already have projects coming to me from former clients. Um, and I was already coaching um, a lot of entrepreneurs. So I said, I might as well make this official. So marketing by modification was born. Uh, we actually were on a hike and uh, we were trying to figure out names. And my, my wife goes, well, you love data. You modify everything. It's <laughs> like you do marketing by modification. And I'm like, boom, that's the name. Mo- well marketing done. by modification. <laughs> uh, so it was actually my wife that came up with it. Um, and then Passion to CEO was born, um, which is my coaching program. And that happened because I was naturally just coaching people anyway, and people kept asking me. And then I kept connecting people, like all my students together. And one day, one of my students was like, dude, you should just create a mastermind because you're already connecting us. 
you're already bringing us all on master classes without having an official program. You should just build an official program. So I actually built that program in December. I launched it officially January 5th. I had a little pilot program in de- December and we're now at 52 students. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Since January 5th. Um, and I'm not advertising. So it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it, it's gotten pretty big. It's fun, you know, and uh, we have pretty good feedback. Um, and I, I just love it. It's, it's really, it's a fun group. That's great. Uh, yeah. I love, love those, love those anecdotes. Um, it's great to really hear all that. Uh, it's amazing how you just, you keep evolving, which I think is, is, is key to any entrepreneur, but you've, you always seem to, uh, my, one of my favorite terms is leverage. And when I mean that, I don't mean leverage by finance. I mean, leverage by using what you've already built, whether it's connections, your business, anything that you can use to extend yourself, evolve yourself. You've, you've done an amazing job at that. Oh, well, thank you. And, and I agree with you. I think it's about evolving and changing, but I think the, the biggest lesson I, I can learn, I mean, I'm not going to lie, for the last six years, there's been moments in, in almost seven years um, where I've said to myself, hmm, should I be doing this? Like, should I, should I have given it up? Right. Um, and I always go back to, yes, I'm so happy that I did. Right. Because at the end of the day, um, I'm doing what I love and right. I'm evolving as a person. Do I make as much money as I used to? No. Um, but at the end of the day, I am loving what I do and I'm passionate about it and the money will come eventually again. Like it, I don't have to be having, you know, a couple million dollar paychecks anymore. That's fine. Like for me, I'm doing what I love and I'm evolving as a person, not as a professional. Yeah, that that's amazing. I love. I really love that, and that's it's it's interesting just because I I the question you were just alluding to a, a minute ago, I asked myself probably every day as far as my podcast goes because I just started it call it nine months ago, and I always do, and it's not my primary occupation, but I always ask myself, you know, do I keep going with this? And I and I always. And the reason why I, I end up saying yes is because I get to connect with people like yourself, because I feel like I'm meeting different people, you know, every week and they're all great people and they all have amazing backgrounds and track records and something they can offer and be a resource to other people. And that's why I started this last year amidst all the insanity of COVID was you know, I, I have this great network of people. I want to expand that network and I want to connect people like yourself who are going to hopefully watch this and say, wow, I need to read up about what she's done because she's had such a profound impact on a lot of people. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about um, understanding what your, your purpose is in life and, and going after that. And I do believe if you can marry your purpose and, and your passion and find what you love to do and make money doing it. And that's why passion to CEO was born because I do think there are a lot of different ways to monetize what you love to do. Um, and I think that sometimes people lean on the fact that sometimes there are certain passions or purposes that you can't monetize. And you know, I think there are, and there's no shame to wanting to make money, right? And right. in my opinion, there's no shame in um, wanting to put food on the table. Like I want my my kids to um, be financially stable. And, you know, I 
we give back a lot. I mean, we, we're really big into philanthropy, um, really got into it, especially when we sold our business. So we give a lot of our income away. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of that. And I, I fully fund two students a year to go to college. Um, wow. Really that's fun. amazing. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's, that's tremendous. Um, really focusing on low income Hispanics because I'm Hispanic um, and, you know, focusing on people that want to go into entrepreneurship. But the best part of it is it's, they can't just take my paycheck, right? They, they actually have to accept mentorship. And that's the coolest piece. So I get yeah. to mentor these kids um, that come from low income houses. And a lot of times people think that um, it's, it has to do with just the funding for college, but it's not, it's more than that. These kids just don't have direction. They don't have mentorship. So um, it, it's probably one of the, the best things that I do all year, uh, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's so rewarding seeing these kids walk across that stage. That That's amazing. I mean, you can't have a better mentor than someone like yourself who's had, who, who yourself built everything without anybody's help. You know, you did it all, you know, essentially you did it all by yourself. Obviously a case you would lean on people, part, business partners, colleagues, but you built it from the ground up by yourself. And you have this entrepreneurial spirit that hopefully gets really gets sparked. And these kids that you're, you're having such a profound impact on because who knows, you know, these people could be the next Steve Jobs or whomever it is, but just having that, you know, mentor is, it's really, it's, it's not, it's unfortunate kid, not a lot of kids have that kind of mentorship because it's so important. And it's one of the things I didn't have, like I had mentors, don't get me wrong, right. um, but I didn't, if I could go back and what I would do differently is I would have gotten a coach. I probably wouldn't have sold my company if I had a coach. <laughs> Um, I, you know, cause there's so many different things I could have done with it. Like I could have just stopped taking the big clients and got, but I was so young. I was 24 at the time, you know? And, um, but it, you know, I, I think coaching is an important piece and it's why I went into it. And it's, it's why I teach too. Um, you know, I, I'm not in love with the, the restriction of the curriculum in, in college. Um, it's why I went into coaching so I can have my own curriculum. Um, but there's also a lot of positives to it, you know, and, and really grooming the, the youth um, and giving them the ideas that they didn't think of things that they can do, you know, so it's, it's, it's really fun. Well, it's, it's important because that, that people like yourself extend and do that because as, as we already know, most college professors are not entrepreneurs by trade. Um, so it's very difficult for someone in that, uh, even of that level of education to really explain and, and give experience to building a business from the ground up and having success doing it and having failures also, and just teaching people what entrepreneurship is all about. So that's amazing that you're able to, to offer that as real as a real life example. Yeah, it's, it's definitely really rewarding. Um, and, you know, we are changing lives and, you know, we can't help everybody, right? right, um, right. There, there are impatient people um, that want to see results in four weeks and, and you can't change that. I mean, some people, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't, you know, tell the horse to drink. So right. some people don't listen and some people want to, you know, pay for the coaching because they think they're going to get ROI and then they don't get ROI in a couple of weeks. And then they're like, why aren't I getting ROI? Uh, but then there's people that take the direction and within two weeks are getting ROI. So, you know, it's not always rainbow and butterflies, but no. I think at the end of the day, the people that listen and take the direction, um, see transformation, not just in their income, but also in the knowledge 
um, and their experience, you know? Um, and so it's, it's, it's a really, um, awesome opportunity. Yeah, that that's phenomenal. Really, I really enjoyed hearing about that, and, and want to keep up with you on that as 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 this all progresses. You have an amazing Instagram. I, it's probably it's not probably it is one of my favorites. I I actually click I clicked on your I guess it was your either your intro or about me, and you have all these, and it was by far the best I've seen. Maybe oh, talk maybe talk a little bit. Maybe talk a little bit about kind of your. I guess foray or your 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 time in Instagram because it's something that more people need to you know under get an understanding of of how to really use it of you know leverage it and be authentic on it. There's there's so much money to be made on Instagram. It's insane. So um, we average about three hundred thousand a month right now, all off Instagram. Wow. Um, it, yeah. So it's it's um, and then uh, we did three forty two in January um, alone. Right. That's amazing. So, um, off Instagram and and now Clubhouse helps as well. Finally, right. Instagram. But there's so much money to be made. Uh, for people that really focus on the strategy. And it's one of the things that we teach in our course. And this is the strategy. One, if you don't have clarity in what you're offering, if you don't have clarity in your brand of who you help and how you help, you're not going to sell anything. It doesn't matter, right? So the first step is getting clarity in what you actually do and who you help and how you help. Once you have clarity there, right? And I call that your vision and your mission and then your, your, your hook and then your story. Right. And then obviously your offer, which is uh, Russell Brunson's, uh, you know, three, three steps to uh, selling. Right. So once you have that perfected, um, then it's about laddering up your content to what your offer is. A lot of times people have an Instagram and they're not actually laddering their, their content up to the offer. So now what do I mean by laddering up your content? One, you have to figure out and do the research of what the actual problems are. Right. Never, just like you won't on Clubhouse, you don't sell on Instagram. You go through my content. I don't sell anything. Right. Right. At the end of my carousel, I'll say, hey, interested to learn more how to build a profitable business? Check out my free masterclass. Again, still not selling. Free masterclass. Go check it out. Um, so the first thing that you want to do is do the research. Find out what the problems are. Then what you want to do is build content and solutions to those problems. So every single carousel, every single post that I have is coming from research of me figuring out what the challenges and problems that people have, right? So I have a lot of clubhouse stuff that's coming up. And one the reason why I got the content is because I did a story and I said, hey, I want to know your challenges. Put your challenges here. And one of them was, how do I use clubhouse, right? So now I have a few pieces that are going to be coming out in the next week. Awesome. Um, that That's talk great. about that, right? And uh, how to use it as a lead, uh, lead gen uh, source, et cetera, right? So you got to solve the problems of the people. Um, but the most important thing is you want to make sure that they're, it's all laddering up to what you're offering, right? If you're, if you're doing email sequencing, but you're doing you know, Instagram growth content, just because it grows you followers doesn't mean it's going to end up getting you clients for email sequencing, right? So you've got to align your content strategy to what you're offering. Um, so I use what we, we teach is called a nine box content strategy. And the reason why I came up with nine was because I don't like, you know, every Monday we talk about lead gen and Tuesday we talk about personal branding. I didn't want to have seven and then nine just looked really pretty with the nine boxes. So that's how I came up with nine. Um, but it works really nicely because then you rotate and then it, it, you know, then Monday's lead gen and then next Thursday's lead gen. And then it kind of just rotates, which is really nice. 
And then um, you have different priorities on which ones you're doing um, each week. Um, and then you, you kind of distribute it between solving the problems of your people, um, but also providing additional value of things that they want. So for example, um, sometimes people don't know what they want, right? And what their right. challenges are. They think they know the content they want. So a lot of people want SEO information. It's part of what I offer technically, um, but I don't see it as a, a huge solution to everybody's problems, but they love it. Every time I post something about social uh, SEO, like <laughs> it goes viral. So I have it part of my non-box, but I only post it once. I don't go crazy posting it, but I give them a little bit of what they want. And then right, the other right. pieces of content I focus on um, what I think are the solutions to their problems. So it's really just laddering up your content to what you offer. I know it sounds simple, but it's really not. Yeah. And you got to grind it and put in the time. And I love how it's so true. What you're just saying about SEO. It's just such a buzzword and, and, and there's so much more. I mean, yeah, yeah, everything needs its place, but like to your point, you know, this nine box, there's so much more going on there. It's not just that's one piece of the puzzle, if you will, but yet it's, it's so prevalent all over. Um, it's such a buzzword that it just makes people just like, I have to have SEO. I need to use SEO. So Thank you. Appreciate that. Talk a little bit about, let's spend a couple of minutes. Obviously we can't go through this without not talking about clubhouse a little bit, maybe just briefly talk about, you know, obviously you've had a great experience on it. You know, talk a little bit about that and, and maybe even talk about if the, are there things about it that you would maybe improve upon change because everyone says how amazing it is, but you don't ever, I've only heard one person of significance actually say clubhouse is going to be gone, but we won't go there. Maybe just talk a little bit about that. I don't disagree with that, but, but anyway, we won't go there. Right. Uh, so here, here's my thoughts on Clubhouse, right? So I, I think the reason why it's so great is you're able to connect with people that you normally wouldn't connect with, right? So right. the cool thing about the opportunity that you have is you're getting on stage with people that are at the same level of you, they're above your level, below your level, they're potential clients, they're uh, potential partners, they're potential influencers. Um, I mean, I met my my now business partner on a new venture that I just went into, like through Clubhouse, right? Awesome. That's um, great. It's so like really cool stuff. Um, and I would not have ever met him if it wasn't for Clubhouse, right? So, right. Um, but I also, I got to be honest, like I'm also learning a lot too. Um, you know, being on some, some of the stages, like I'm an eight figure person, um, but like I'm sitting on the stage with nine and 10 figure folks. I mean, they are teaching me so much. And I think that's, and I'm also open-minded. I mean, there are so many people that are, um, you know, I'm on the stage with that are real estate investors or joint venture experts and I'm not. And so now I'm, you know, I just did my first joint venture a couple of weeks ago and then now I'm getting into real estate and investing. And like, I would have never done any of that um, if it wasn't for Clubhouse, you know? Um, and it's, it's kind of given me a kick in the butt too. Uh, to get into new different things and learn different things. Um, but it, it's an amazing opportunity, I think, for people. Uh, yeah. if, they, if they use it correctly, you can really use it to build your business. Yeah, I agree. I've, I, 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 it took me some time to kind of, I guess, find, I don't know if find my place is the right word, but just to kind of get more comfortable with it and then start popping into rooms and actually being able to you know, speak you know, get on stage and start talking. And then I've definitely, you know, listen, I, if I hadn't gotten involved, you and I wouldn't be doing this right now. I wouldn't be learning from you right now. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, 
interesting to watch. I guess you just have to you know, like everything in life. It's all in, all in how you manage it. All your in doses. I swear. I think there's people that literally sit there all day on it. I don't know how they do that. Maybe they're wealthy enough that they can. But uh, you know, to each his or her own. I, just saying, <laughs> people that are on there nine to fourteen hours a day. Like I question if they're running a business because I know I I can't. So. Right. Right. I I, I don't understand. I don't understand. So you know. And then by not- like eight p.m., I'm exhausted. Like, yeah. I- I don't want to be on Clubhouse, you know. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't have. I can't be on Clubhouse and and being a a father to three and a, and a husband at home. It just three I have, kids. Good. God bless you. Thank you. I, you know, there's Clubhouse hours. You know, usually it's during the day, like now. Or if I'm lucky, I'm watching a soccer practice and I can see if there's anything I want to. But yeah, it's it's um it's great to really it is. Listen, it's networking, right? I mean, you're you're constantly meeting people that, like you said, are are here or here or there and it's it's learning and it, it's it's great. I, I've definitely enjoyed it. So I always quickly before um, I, I always spend so much time asking my guests questions. I always like to give them the mic and ask me a question uh, before we finish. Yeah. So I would love. How, how did you even get into podcasting? The podcasting is a world I've never gone into. So I would love to know the story behind that. Yeah. I mean, it was last year, and I felt that or this call was I guess it was March or April last year. And a colleague of mine wrote an article. He's an, he's an insurance professional. And he wrote this article. And I said, Richard, this is really great. It's, it wasn't salesy. It was very resourceful. It was high level, I said. And it was all really focusing on trying to like just get people to breathe a little bit, at least in this piece of their life. And I said, Richard, we have to, you know, let's invite some professionals and maybe some clients on and let's talk about it live. Let's go through the article and explain to people. And it, I said, I did it once and I learned a lot, you know, learned that I needed to get a real mic and a real micro or camera and a real microphone and lighting. And so I, I learned that very quickly. And then I said, well, I can't just do this once. So I knew a couple other professionals, you know, whether it's investors or, or people in venture or in real, whatever tax, I said, I, you know, let me keep doing this. And then you know, I, I connected with someone who's now helps me with my social media. He's like, you know, you can't do this once a month. He's like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it once a week. I'm like, how am I going to do that? And it just, ha- you know, it's like everything. You just have to want to do it and just be thoughtful about it and plan it out. And it's not, it's not hard to, you know, sit here and set up a 30 minute zoom. <laughs> um, and, and I know a lot of great people and they all have something my the why I created this is to help connect people like yourself to deliver actionable advice to other entrepreneurs and small business owners because last year was horrendous you know hopefully everyone's we're all we can watch this we're all coming out of it now but there's been so much information and so much change it all got it all happened at the, like a snap of a finger and I know a lot of people who kind of can help distill that down and you know you know look at this you know maybe someone should see this and sign up for for one of your programs or just whatever it is that can help them understand how they can leverage their business evolve their business that's why I wanted to do this and you know I keep getting introduced or meeting new people and that are all very unique and offer something different so if I can keep doing that then uh, I'm gonna keep doing it so I love it. That's awesome. That's really, I, I know I've, uh, I've had quite a few people ask me 
to join their podcast. And I like, this is a whole world that I don't even know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I barely listen to any, let alone have my own. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I, I really enjoy it. I, I always, I, I love to learn. So I enjoy being on, you know, listening to people talk about what they've done. And I just, I love everyone's entrepreneurial spirit and everyone wants to, they want to be a resource to other people, which I feel like it's, it's so, it's so common in entrepreneurs and at least the ones I've either worked with interviewed, they, they want to help. Like they, they're great people. They, they all probably, most of which came from very, you know, they didn't, they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They had to work for everything and having that perspective is really important. Yeah, no, I love that. And I completely agree. You know, I think that th this is an amazing resource for entrepreneurs to, you know, find different ways to, to grow their businesses or learn a different way, you know, and learn how to pivot and be okay with pivoting, especially during a time with COVID. Um, you know, it's still okay. And there's still time to pivot. It's not too late to pivot if, if things still aren't working. So I think this has given people a resource uh, to learn new things. So it's amazing. Yeah. And that's a, and I always ask for one last piece of actual advice from my guests. You just gave it. Um, it was, it's a perfect way to, to conclude. So Alexa, I wanted to thank you today. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. Um, you know, I've, Look forward to keep, you know, connecting with you and, and, and hearing more, you know, more discussions on Clubhouse, et cetera. So thank you again for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This is great. Thank you again. And remember, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Money Talks. Please uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll be back again next week. This is Money Talks. Take care.